0: The single element that I was most disappointed in when it came to the 2021 New Orleans Saints season, what you need to know about Alvin Kamara's year and why the running back position might be a sneaky one to watch that needs to be addressed this offseason. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is good, Huda Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day, every day. And don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms including on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Canal Street Chronicles locked on NFL and here with you every single Monday through Friday on locked on saints. And today's episode of locked on saints is brought to you by our friends over at Onlinegambling.com, The place to be for all the latest gambling news analysis and tips throughout the NFL playoffs this season. So go and check them out online gambling.com slash NFL. So you can get the edge over all the competition for this year's playoffs so we're going to continue on with our position by position breakdown and review of the 2021 new orleans saints nfl season and look ahead to 2022 in each of these episodes as well we're going to go all running back all the time in today's episode we talked about the quarterbacks yesterday as well as dug into some things you needed to know in terms of um a free agency and free agent sort of types as well so you can check that out if you want to take a look at that on wednesday's episode but today we're talking running backs and we're going to start off with alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara had what a lot of people will consider a down season for the first time in his career. He didn't reach both 500 yards rushing and 500 yards receiving. He only had 47 receptions after having 81 or more over the course of the first three seasons, but he did average 9.3 yards per catch, which was his second best average of his career. So he did have that part going for him. And he also tied his career high in receiving touchdowns with Five, which he's done now three times in his career. But in the rushing game, he got a lot of opportunities. He ran for the most carries or had the most carries in his career, ran for the second most yards in his career, only four rushing touchdowns, unfortunately, which is a career low. And I think what a lot of people are gonna look at is his yards per attempt. And there it's the lowest. It's the lowest that it's been in his entire career: 3.7 yards. First time that he hasn't reached four yards per carry. But The usage of Alvin Kamara is really the reason for that more than his ability to produce. And the usage of Alvin Kamara is the single thing, the single thing that has sort of frustrated me the most about the Saints' 2021 season in terms of the things they had control over, right? Injuries, illness, weather, those things they don't have control over. But this they had control over, but weren't able to figure out. And so here's what happened, and here's sort of the context that you need to know around that 3.7-yard average. That's a career low for Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara was asked to do a couple of things that he hasn't really been asked to do before in his career as a runner. Let's start with runs between the tackles. You've got four choices there on either side of the center, outside of the left guard, outside of the right guard. Those are your options. And in 2020, last year, you had 102 carries between the tackles for Alvin Kamara. This year, that jumped up to 141. The reason why that's important is because, as we mentioned, Alvin Kamara had the most carries of his career in 2021, 53 more than he had in 2020. So out of those 53 additional carries, that extra volume, 39 of those runs ended up going between the tackles in terms of distribution. The reason why that's important is because that means that 75% or three quarters of that additional volume ended up going basically right up the middle, which is different in terms of what Alvin Kamara has been asked to do over the course of his career. You look back to 2017 and 18, that was kind of Mark Ingram's territory. 2019, 2020, that was Latavius Murray's category. Did each of them all do a little bit of everything? Of course. Absolutely. That's how you have a good run game. You have to have variance. You have to have variation. But in terms of the go out there and get one, two yards, go out there and get three yards on first down, go out there and run for on second and short, a lot of that ended up going to Alvin Kamara as opposed to the partner running back that he's had over the course of his first four years of his career because in 2021, and this is the piece that ends up frustrating me so much, the Saints never had that additional, at least not steadily and consistently, that additional option in the run game. Alvin Kamara did not have a tandem back. Tony Jones Jr. turned out to not be the guy the New Orleans Saints thought he was and that they let Latavius Murray walk for. Plus, he dealt with injuries throughout the season, of course. Mark Ingram ended up coming in, they traded for him just before the trade deadline, but then he dealt with injuries as well, ended up being available for maybe a quarter of the season. We'll talk about the supporting cast behind or or aside from Alvin Kamara more here in just a moment, but something to keep in mind is simply that Alvin Kamara was tasked to do things that he wasn't usually tasked to do early on in his career. Let's take it a step further, right? Him being asked to run on those obvious run situations like first and long, for instance, is something that we should really explore. So back in 2020, you saw Alvin Kamara run on first down 107 times for 5.7 yards per carry. In 2020, you also saw him run 69 times on second down for a nice four yards per carry. In 2020, the volume went up, and because of that, the average came down. 130 rushes on first downs, 3.9 yards per carry. 88 rushes on second down, 3.4 yards per carry. So why did this happen? Well, some of those are obvious run situations. New Orleans Saints rank in the top 10 when it came to teams that ran the most on first and second and 10, right? Those are tough situations to run out of. First and 10, everyone expects you to run. Second and 10, what are you doing? So when it comes down to it, Alvin Queer was not only asked to run the ball in more obvious run situations, but he was also asked to do so between the tackles and without the passing weapons that are available. That's why they ran in the top 10 on 1st and 10 and 2nd and 10. Remember, just a couple of years ago, 1st and 10 was Mike Thomas's down. It wasn't Alvin Kamara's down. 2nd and 10 was Michael Thomas's down. It was not Alvin Kamara's down. Now, the most popular play for the New Orleans Saints on 1st and 10, as well as 2nd and 10, according to Sharp Football stats, was a run with Alvin Kamara. So then what happens? What happens when defenses know that the passing attack isn't there and the run game is all that you have to rely on. You had an, a healthy Alvin Kamara who led the way over the course of the first eight games of the New Orleans Saints season, helping them average 127 rushing yards per game. Then he got injured and he was out. Those four games that he was out, 98 yards per game on the ground, with the best game without Alvin Kamara being against the Dallas Cowboys on the ground because of Taysom Hill, not another running back. And then over the course of the last five games of the season, when Alvin Kamara was back and you had Taysom Hill under center, With the exclusion, of course, of that Miami Dolphins game, 121 yards per carry on, excuse me, 121 yards per game on the ground. So, what did defenses start doing? You knew that they were going to run the ball. You knew that the passing game wasn't really there for New Orleans. So, what do you do? You load the box. So, let's talk about eight man boxes, which means uh, over on the defensive side, having eight or more players in between the tackles in what's called the tackle box. Uh, After the bye week, right, week six, Alvin Kamara consistently ranked within the top 10 when it came to eight man boxes, but after he returned from injury in particular, that number came down, right? Against the New York Jets, they only loaded the box or put eight plus men there 3.7 times. You know what he did? He ran for 120 yards in that game. But also remember too, that instead of the distribution being up the middle, 50% of his run game went to the outside. You know why? Teron Ron Armstead was healthy. Ah, so here's the other piece that we haven't talked about yet, is that the offensive line never really got healthy throughout the season. The next three games without either tackle on either side. Uh, week 15, 72.73%, eight plus man boxes by that Tampa Bay defense, most in the NFL for that week. Next week, week 16, 61.54% loading the box, most in the NFL for that week. The following week, week 17 against the Carolina Panthers, 46.15%, ninth in the NFL, didn't have a great run day there, didn't have the offensive line either, and then finally week 18, 43.33%, third in the NFL. However, in that game, he ran for over 140 yards, but over 50% of the run game went to the outside, and Ryan Ramchek was healthy. That's why I have a lot of trouble saying that Alvin Kamara had a bad year. Or that he wasn't himself. This entire offense wasn't able to be themselves in 2021 because everyone had to serve additional roles because of availability uh, or inavailability impacted the roles that were able to be played. There's so much context that goes around one number, right? Variables, things that change, all of that. What Alvin Kamara could have been helped with, or how he could have been helped was a stronger supporting cast behind him more consistently when it came to the run game. So let's talk a little bit more about that supporting cast, because again, that's one of the parts that frustrates me about the 2021 year in terms of what New Orleans had control over. And a piece of that is not having the supporting cast behind Alvin Kamara. So let's talk about what they did, and then we'll take a look at why I think this position becomes actually pretty important going into 2022. So you got that and more coming up for you here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, want to tell you about our friends again over at OnlineGambling.com. If you're looking for the edge these days, as we all are, particularly in the betting game, OnlineGambling.com is undoubtedly the place for you, and we thank them very much for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't already know, OnlineGambling.com is the absolute best place for you to go as a website dedicated to giving bettors the edge, giving you all of the up-to-date information that you need to know about these games. And particularly now as we roll into the divisional round and these games get a little bit tighter and the talent gets a lot bigger, they're going to have you all set up for everything that you need to know to make sure that you're getting that edge up against the competition. And I'll tell you what, they asked me to pick up and pick uh, an underdog for the divisional round. And in my opinion, that underdog this week is the Los Angeles Rans. First of all, wouldn't we all just love to see Tom Brady not make it to another Super Bowl? Wouldn't we all just love to see Tampa Bay lose in the division round? Yes, the answer is yes, we all would. Every single one of you, even Tampa Bay fans would love to see it. I'm just joking. But the Los Angeles Rams, I think, have the firepower. They have the defensive prowess. They have the defensive uh, talent to be able to stymie that Tampa Bay offense that is dealing with so many injuries, so much inavailability, all of that. So I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams to upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Ray J right? At Ray J at home for those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's my pick. If you want to check out all of the other picks that they have going on, you can head over to OnlineGambling.com and make sure you check out the OG Tips section. Going to give you everything that you need for those underdog picks, as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds around the NFL playoffs. So Make sure you go and check them out today. OnlineGambling.com slash NFL and get all the latest gambling news, tips, analysis, and info that you need to beat the odds and give yourselves the edge through those playoffs. Remember that's OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's NFL playoffs. All right, who that nation? Continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Thanks again for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day. We have a big announcement: Peacock and Williamson going on the road to Super Bowl Radio Row. So make sure you go and check them out because you're going to get all the news, all the analysis, all the big interviews, everything over at the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, which is available free and on all platforms. Because even with today's episode of Locked On Saints, we talked a bit about Alvin Kamara's performance which was a good performance in 2021, but wasn't really like up to the standard that maybe most expect. And so we we kind of filled out the, um, the context around that, why that was the case, not just what happened, right? So let's get a little bit more into the why, because we talked about one of the things that was so frustrating about 2021 was the inability to properly find or really find that consistent second back behind Alvin Kamara, to take those tough yard stuff and continue to use Alvin Kamara in space, and continue to use him in such a way that he's doing what he does, creating with the ball in his hands. In past years, he's had Mark Ingram and, and Latavius Murray to help him with that. In 2020, before they got into the regular season, or 2021, before they got into the regular season, what the Saints did was that they allowed, they moved on from Latavius Murray. They asked him to take a pay cut. He said no. And so because of that, they moved on from him. They saved a little bit over $3 million against the salary cap. And they felt really comfortable doing this, particularly because of Notre Dame undrafted free agent running back has been with the States for a couple of years now, Tony Jones Jr. Tony Jones Jr. looked great during the preseason, looked great in camp. They also brought in guys like Dante Freeman and, and, excuse me, Devante Freeman and, and a couple of other backs to get a look at in terms of veteran backs. But they ended up moving forward with Tony Jones Jr. And one of the big things that happened almost immediately is that Tony Jones Jr. ended up getting injured, right? Which isn't his fault, right? Sometimes that happens. And so he ended up playing in the first four games of the season and then becoming unavailable until the 11th game of the season, which kind of overlapped a little bit with when when um, Alvin Kamara was dealing with his injuries as well. So he came in in the first game against the Green Bay Packers and he ran for 11, uh, 11 carries for 50 yards. He also had a catch for three, and all of a sudden, everyone kind of went, and myself included, like, oh, four and a half yards per carry. He's exactly the guy that they thought he was going to be. Then in week two, a game that everybody struggled for New Orleans with the coaching staff issues and everything against Carolina, three carries for seven yards, two carries for 12 yards The game after that against the New England Patriots, which the Saints kind of dominated in that game anyway, three carries for eight yards against the Giants, two carries for, sorry, three carries for two yards when he came back against Philadelphia. It just wasn't really what the New Orleans Saints expected when it, came to, uh, when it came to Tony Jones Jr. He only had two, excuse me, three games in which he carried the ball more than uh, six times. That's it. Just three games. And one of those games was 16 carries for 27 yards against the Buffalo Bills on Christmas Day for one point, or excuse me, on Thanksgiving Day for 1.7 yards per carry. He wasn't the guy that they thought he was, and that's all right. That's all right, because some of it had to do with injury, some of it had to do with availability, all of that, and other bits of it just had to do with like confidence, and it's okay to be confident in your players. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But he was expected to be the number two back, and instead, he ended up running for 142 yards on the season. That's That's less than what Jameis Winston ran for in seven games when Tony Jones Jr. appeared for 11 games. So then the Saints went out and they traded for Mark Ingram, brought him back for literally the least amount of capital that you can give up a seventh round pick in three years. Mark Ingram came in, appeared in seven games, started three of them while Alvin Kamara was injured, had 68 carries for 260 yards, which is 3.8 yards per carry. Don't forget Mark Ingram was subject to, as was Tony George Jr., the, you know, bad offense, not bad offensive line, but the hurt offensive line, the bad play that had to come from that, all of that. And also the changing in the scheme from zone run to man run, all the things that the Saints kind of went through in 2021. But he ended up being your second leading rusher when it came to running backs. He got just beyond Jameis Winston, who had 166 rushing yards. And then your second leading rusher was, of course, Taysom Hill with five rushing touchdowns, 374 rushing yards on just seven D70 attempts. So, you loved what you got from Taysom Hill, but he wasn't really playing your running back role throughout the season, right? He was either playing as a tight end or he was playing as your quarterback. So you needed that extra running back this season. They also tried out Ty Montgomery at one point, particularly with all of the injuries, 15 carries for 44 yards. That's what you got out of the running back room behind Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara had 898 rushing yards in this season. We're going to do some quick addition. Right quick and look at Markinger's 260 yards, Tony Jones Jr.'s 142 yards, and Ty Montgomery's 44 yards. And they ran for uh, 446 yards, which is, if I'm not mistaken, 49%. (laughs) Half, the three of them combined, half of what Alvin Kamara ran for. So you just, and and that includes games where Alvin Kamara wasn't available because remember, he missed four games this season, he had 13 games that he was able to play. And he actually led the team in receptions for quite a while, despite the fact that he was missing four games as well. So there you have it. Despite their best efforts, right? Relying on a young talent that they really like, going out and making a move at the position, the Saints just couldn't get the supporting cast behind Alvin Kamara going, especially with the limited passing attack that they had. I mean, even to a certain point, even if Mark Ingram would have been available every game after they traded for him, How much could he really have been impactful considering how much the Saints had to rely on that run game and how everyone knew that that's what the Saints were going to? So now it kind of makes you wonder, what is the New Orleans Saints plan at this position moving forward, right? How do you get back to the point where you can diversify what it is that you're asking Alvin Kamara to do? How do you diversify the rest of the position group as well to help with that? before addressing the pass catching issues too, right? Because you still also have to clean that up. But we're going to talk a little bit about that, right? We're going to dig in a little bit more on the 2022 outlook and why I think this position is a sneaky position to watch in terms of one that could potentially get some work here over the course of the 2022 offseason. So we're going to get to that and much more as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. I want to tell you now about our friends over at TurboTax Live. Look, a lot of people believe that unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for our TurboTax Live expert friends over at TurboTax, they find that that's what makes things interesting. So maybe you have an interesting tax situation, like you inherited a condo or some piece of property, or you're getting paid strictly in crypto and don't necessarily know how that is going to be taxed. Well, into it, TurboTax Live experts, those folks will help you make sure that you are maximizing all of that for the greater refund. Maybe you live in one state and work in another, or you're like I used to be when I was working in theater to where I was working in five or six different states every year and then had to file taxes in all of those different states, depending upon where you were when you got paid, right? They will help you out with all of that and make the filing process easy. Heck, they'll even just do the whole filing process for you, So maybe you launched a startup or you're juggling multiple positions and multiple jobs, things like that. A TurboTax Live expert will help you through that filing process from start to finish and make sure that you get the tax deductions that you deserve. So go ahead and check them out. Visit TurboTax.com in order to learn more. You do your thing. They'll take care of your taxes into it. TurboTax Live. let's get it who nation wrapping up today's episode of locked on saints with the 2022 outlook at the running back room and the running back position group because i think that this is a sneaky position to watch over the course of the off season in terms of how the new orleans saints plan to continue to address this and make sure that alvin Kamara has that other tandem back that they can rely on so going into next season it's, it's worth noting mark ingram tony jones jr they'll be in the building right mark ingram Uh, Before they traded for him, the New Orleans Saints somehow convinced the Houston Texans to give him an extension and then ended up sending him to New Orleans on that new contract. So Mark Ingram will be in the building in 2022. However, dealing with the dealing with those injuries and dealing with the things that ended up making him unavailable in 2021, which part of that was COVID, right? Completely uncontrollable on his part. It's a numbers game at this point, particularly within the NFL And so that's something that is kind of out of his control. But just understanding that he is a running back on the other side of 30. And even though he doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires, he's still somebody that could potentially be unavailable for you. And so if you want to have that other player to mix in, the Saints could look to free agency for that. They could also look to the draft for that. And that's where I think the Saints do address this position. I've seen some folks talk about running back being a position that the Saints don't need to invest in because they you know, have Mark Ingram, they have Alvin Cabrera, they have Tony Jones Jr., but that didn't work in 2021. And hopefully your offensive line is healthier in 2022 to help with all of that too, but you also have some question marks around that offensive line. So why not also bolster the talent there? Why not build on the strength, which I think the Saints have done several times before. Drafting Peyton Turner when edge rusher was already a strength for them. Drafting Paulson and Debo. I know they were trying to fill that spot when it came to Uh, Janoris Jack Rabbit Jenkins and him being on his way out, but they were still building on a strength in their secondary, drafting safeties in the past, drafting offensive line in the past. The Saints have always built on a strength, even when they went out and signed uh, Janoris Jenkins. They were building on a strength in that situation, and so when you look at what the Saints have always done, drafting Pete Werner, right, knowing that they were interested in bringing back Quan Alexander, they have always used the draft to go best player available, not just. Filling holes because hopefully they'll do that during free agency. So running back could be a position to where I could see them investing in a young talent that is kind of a little bit more um, you know, on the bulky side, right? 5'11, 220 pounds, like the or 212 pounds, even, right? The uh the, the Mark Ingram type, the Mark Ingram build. Guys like, let's take a look at this list here. Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati, Brees Hall out of Iowa State, James Cook out of Georgia, if he puts on a little bit of extra weight. Although James Cook out of Georgia for me is like, that's a sell regardless. I mean, a buy regardless. But when you look at the players that are available at the running back position and you know what it is that the New Orleans Saints lacked so much in the dynamics of the run game in 2021, unless you were relying on Taysom Hill as your tandem guy, but you can't do that when he's under center for you or when he's playing tight end for you, whichever role he's going to be filling out in 2022. I think you have to address the position. And I think it's a sneaky one that the New Orleans Saints look at and say, hey, that is a spot where we are interested in bolstering, building on that strength. They're going to have a lot of confidence in Alvin Kamara, of course. They're going to have a lot of confidence in Mark Ingram, of course. But they might look to fill that out a little bit more. They can bring back Dwayne Washington so he can continue to be on his special teams role. But when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do at that running back spot, First of all, getting creative is a big part of it. Deontay Harris, Ty Montgomery, if Ty Montgomery's back, stuff like that, you can utilize them out of the backfield. But finding that extra player, right that player that's going to be there for you as the tandem running back for the next couple of years, next to Alvin Kamara, you can find that in this draft with a mid-round pick, with a day three pick. And I think the New Orleans Saints will look at this position. And if there are pre-draft visits, we'll see how pre-draft visits work uh, this season. But if there are pre-draft visits, I would not be surprised to see a couple of running backs in those top 30 visits that everyone wants to pay attention to and that are worth very much paying attention to. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Keep an eye out on the senior bowl running backs in particular. The Saints love drafting players from the senior bowl. They've done it all, but I believe it's two seasons uh, in draft classes since Sean Payton has been around. He hired his staff in 2006 at the senior bowl. They love the senior bowl. So keep an eye out on those senior bowl running backs as well. We'll be covering the senior bowl. We'll be there all throughout that week as well as the HBCU Combine the week before. There's a couple of running backs there that should be of interest too. So we'll look at the running back position. I'm not going to skip on that spot because I think it's a sneaky position to really really watch along with cornerback over the course of this offseason as the Saints always look to build on strengths. And that running back room, not necessarily a strength in 2021, but it could be conceived as a strength in 2022, which is a perception that I would say be wary of build on that. All right. Tomorrow, we're going to continue to look at everything going on around the New Orleans Saints. We've got, in case you missed it, recapping all of our biggest stories and some of the important topics that we've talked about here throughout the week. So if you haven't been able to keep up all throughout the week, don't worry. We got you covered tomorrow, so don't miss that. Lots of fun coming up in tomorrow's episode. As always, y'all, I appreciate you for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Don't forget for your second listen to go and check out Locked on Bets. Go ahead and win yourself some money with your boy Q. Handicapping expert Lee Sterling giving you all the betting info and analysis that you need. And as always, for anything that you need about your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler at you.